Joining me again to go through another fantastic finals uh, in the Olympic uh, Tokyo pool is Bobby Hurley. Bobby, mate, what a great finals we have seen. Uh, We've seen, I think, four um, finals in a row tonight, which was exciting. Tonight I have to go through a few semis, and not that they're not exciting either, but four in a row was exciting. How did you see the action in the pool? Yeah, it was a good night. Well, good morning of racing, actually, in, in Australia, um, you know, to start off with with a semi and then go four gold medal races in a row um, was, you know, it, it was good just to get some, some action and, and um, to see final after final after final. And, and obviously um, Australia got a gold again. So a lot of celebrations here. Absolutely, mate. We kicked off with the, uh, the women's tournament meter semifinals and obviously a tale of two stories again, it's uh, Ledecky versus Tipness and Ariane had the first crack at it with semifinal number one. She went one fifty four eight. Um, pretty impressive swim, to be honest, and especially considering backing up after a final in the 400, the heats, uh, you know, and then coming back. And then Ledecky uh, won her heat as well. Um, not quite as fast, 155.3, but got the job done in what was a slower heat. It must be a uh, slower semi, sorry, it must be said. Yeah, good job from both girls, I think, to, to back up. Like, we, we can't underestimate probably the, the emotional toll, especially for a newcomer like, like Ariane to, to back up, do, do a really good um, heat swim last night, you know, again, trying to get some sleep and then back up for a 154.8. So, um, you know, Siobhan Jorge from Hong Kong looked really good th- through the first part of that race and had a big lead, but we see sort of the, the racing tenacity of, of Titmus, um, you know, what we saw in that 400 meter final. She just, she just doesn't want to get beaten, whether it's a heat, a semi or a final, she wants to win races. So, she mowed down Jorge there, and, and that was a quick semi. Um, there is some, there is a bit of early speed in that race with with Jorge and, and Alexiak will be in that final tomorrow as well. Um, so it'll be about Titmus and Ledecky going out with them in, in the middle of the pool. But you know, same sort of thing with Ledecky. She just controlled that second semi and, and did whatever it took to win. So the times don't matter through these rounds, especially when we're talking about all-time great swimmers like these two girls and it's going to be a head-to-head battle again tomorrow absolutely mate and i think uh federica pellegrini snuck through into the final there as well yeah she she snuck through um she was 15th after the heat so you know you almost put a line through and said she she wasn't going to be there but you know she's a true champion and she'll she will line up for that final um i don't know if she's sort of got enough to to, to challenge those top two or top three girls and get on the podium. Um, you know, Ariane's been a 153.0, which is, which is well ahead of what anybody else can do. And, mm-hmm. and Ledecky and, and Jorge have been those 154. So it's probably going to be a 154.5 to, to get on the podium. Um, and, and Pellegrini might be, might be a little bit off. That's, that's sort of what I saw after the semi. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Fellow Aussie, uh, Maddie Wilson as well, got in there for the final. So she'll have an Olympic final swim as well. So congrats to Maddie and good luck, mate. We move on to the first final of the night. What a race it was. The men's 200 meter freestyle. Uh, Tom Dean, uh, Duncan Scott getting the Quinella for Great Britain uh, and Sheffer getting in third. Um, young Romanian, uh, Popovici, sneaking in for a fourth. Mm. He, had a, he had a very impressive swim uh, as well. How'd you see that one? Yeah, helter skelter final, like we said it would be yesterday with um, Sunwoo Huang, the little 18 year old Korean going out 49 7. It just, um, you know, it didn't work for him. He led by a long way with 50 to go, but but boy, did he die 
but um you know it's it's fun that's that's fun to watch I, I like that and um you know the two great Britain boys stepping it up in the middle so Tom Dean and, and Duncan Scott and um a surprise to a few people Tom Dean winning that one by four one hundredths of a second so so close um but he, you know he's younger and he was next to next to Huang over that first hundred meters so it dragged him out a little bit quicker Scott was sort of nowhere to be seen across that first 125 meters or so and and looked like he had more energy at the end but left his run just you know slightly slightly a little bit too late so um you know we look back at the predictions i had tom dean winning that one in a close one so proud with that sort of selection mm. um and great britain will definitely start heavy favorites for the four by 200 freestyle relay now with coming first and second obviously um, no Aussies in that final, only one American in that final. So, um, you know, that looks like it's going to be all Great Britain. As we said, mate, uh, given the predictions, it's good to see we're starting to get a few going here. So, I don't know what's happened on <laughs> my camera. Had a rough first day. I don't know what's happened on my camera there. It looks like my head's chopped off. But anyway, that's okay. It's probably an improvement for uh, for all the viewers. Uh, mate, we move on to, for Australia, uh, what was a, a fantastic um, you know, we say morning, but a final swim. Kayla McEwen getting gold for Australia, beating out Kylie Mass uh, and Regan Smith in the women's 100-metre backstroke. Olympic record in 57.4. We were just talking about it before we kicked off with, um, you know, obviously just race plan being executed to perfection by Kaylee. Perfect. Perfect swim from Kaylee. Um, you know, world-class. Like, huge congrats to, to Kaylee and and her family and, and Chris Mooney, the coach as well, to to again, like like we saw with with Titmus yesterday in that that massive battle, just executing the race plan to perfection under the greatest pressure in the swimming world, you know, in an Olympic final. So, um, you know, she was beaten in the semi-final yesterday. She's up against a really good racer in Kylie Matt, who who attacked that hundred and, and let it out. And um, you know, the ex world record holder and the, you know, American superstar Regan Smith. So you know, quality opposition. All, they've all held that world record. And, um, you know, Kaylee to get it done under pressure, sort of swinging the tide back to Australia that, that we can perform when it matters. We can back up our trials performances. Um, she was only two 100s off the world record, uh, her world record from five weeks ago in Adelaide. Um, so, so awesome achievement. That's, that's three goals already for Australia, three goals in three final sessions. And, um, and Kaylee's going to be, Red hot favorite in the 200 backstroke. I don't see anybody touching her over 200 meters. I was going to say to you, um, you know, just talking about that pressure and we've, we've talked a lot about sort of, you know, the, the speed that the, the swimmers are swimming in the finals for her to go so close to that world record was impressive. Wasn't it that she, she stepped up again. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, she, she did what she had to do. She nearly went another world record to make sure she got the job done. Well, that's, that's what it was going to take, you know, and, and for anybody watching or listening or any swimmer, you've, you've got to be prepared to swim your best time when it matters or, or in an Olympic final. And, um, and obviously that was what their, their race plan was. And, you know, she split it 28 low, which is what she split it in Adelaide instead of that 27 high and maybe fading a little bit towards the end. So it was just a, a perfect execution of, of her best race. And, and, um, and she, she didn't have, Point one, point two, point three up her sleeve to to muck that up. It had to be fifty seven four, fifty seven five to win gold. So um, you know, massive congrats again to just to get it done. And I'm sure that's a huge relief. We sort of heard that with um with Petey yesterday and and Ariane as well. Sometimes these gold medals are a bit more of a relief 
now they can now they're playing with house money for the rest of the week and they can swim with that monkey off their back and it wouldn't surprise me to get two or three gold medals as well yeah well said and congrats to mc bomb as well who who finished fifth in that final with a 58-4 another you know a massive swim for her and she's been through a bit of a roller coaster after the last few years and going into her fourth olympic games massive effort for her to to grab fifth there yeah um, without even looking i'd say 58-4 wins the previous three olympic finals that seabomb's been in and this time she she goes 58-4 and, and comes fifth i think it was so um you know, awesome. That's, that's probably the fastest she's been at the Olympic Games in the final, mm. um, you know, at her age and her experience level. So it's a really good effort and, and she'll feature on some Australian relays this week too, I'm sure. Now, I wonder if the Channel 7 cameras were following uh, Chris Mooney looking for a bit of a, a box or replay <laughs> just to see if he was going to give us a bit of the ultimate warrior as well. But uh, he's not no. far off Mooney, I tell you that. He's not far <laughs> off Boxall. Those two, I think those two room together when they go away and... Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> and great to see just on a, a swimming coat and coach uh, connection there. It's great to see the scenes after, obviously with the medal ceremony and just how, um, you know, emotional the coaches are watching, watching their athletes get those gold medals. Um, you're a coach yourself. I'm a coach myself. Uh, it, it's important, isn't it? And it's very special. Yeah. It's, it's really good to see those, um, you know, those, those views from sitting at home and seeing that, that relationship and that investment from, from the coach and, and what people are sort of starting to learn is that, I mean, these girls are young, they're, they're 19 or, or 20, but they're not, you know, this hasn't just happened in the last year or two. Like, um, you know, Ariane moved, the whole family moved up to Brisbane as, as 15 year olds to go train specifically with, with Dean Boxall and, and um, Kaylee McEwen and, and her family, you know, Mooney's had them, um, and her sister since since they were very young. Same thing with Simon Cusack and Kate Campbell and Bronte Campbell. Like this has been even at their age, this has been a five plus year journey. Like they've had these girls in their program. I'd, I'd assume Kaylee's probably been there as as an 11, 12, 13 year old, mm -hmm. and now she's winning the Olympics at, at 19. So you know you really become part of of the coach's family where where all these decisions and family decisions are based around training and based around work and, and the athletes. So it's, it's a huge team effort. Absolutely. And congrats to, to Chris Mooney on a great effort there uh, from a coaching perspective, as we said, you know, it's a long journey, a lot of, uh, you know, time away from the family, a lot of trips, a lot of mornings, a lot of late nights. So congratulations to, to Chris as well. May we move to the men's hundred meter backstroke. I'm going to leave this one with you because I'm, you know, I'm assuming this is one of your favorite races to watch as well. We had the two Russians, uh, you know, go Quinella in this one. How'd you see it? Oof, it was big upset. Uh, you know, Relov winning out of lane two. So, um, you know, really controlled himself through the heats and the semis because he wasn't in the middle of the pool where, where the action was. Um, you know, we spoke yesterday. I, I thought Kolesnikov's got huge potential in this race to, to break the world record and, and, um, and do amazing things. And, and he led that out. 24-9, which is, which is super fast. Um, Relov was right there as well. And Murphy, we, you know, Murphy is the world record holder and Olympic champion. And he looked great in that semi last night. Um, so it was, it was a race down in the finish and, and a Russian one too. I was sitting next to my wife, who's Russian, and she was, she was in tears and, and over the moon. And, and she's, she's had some, um, been associated with, um, with these two boys for the last five or six years. So that was really good to see. Um, but it, it, it's an upset, um, the fact that he was he was out in lane two and, and we were looking in the middle of the pool, but you know, 
Rilov's more known as a 200 meter swimmer. He's won the last few world titles and an Olympic medal in Rio. Um, but now he's coming down to the hundred. So he's, he's got that speed and endurance combined and had the best start and the best turn of the field. So similar to Kaylee, um, they're winning probably their non-preferred distance, you know, so they're going to be very tough to beat um, in, in the 200 backstroke coming up. And, um, you know, for, for, for Klim, um, yeah, he, he looked very happy with silver. Um, he's never got individual world medals. Um, he's never sort of succeeded on that stage yet. And he is only about 20 or 21 years old too. So that's by far his, his best achievement. And um, he looks really happy. So, um, and Murphy didn't look happy. So we'll see how Murphy goes in the 200 to sort of try and defend his 200 meter backstroke Olympic title. Um, that's, that's sure to be a good race as well. I was going to say, spare a thought for Ryan Murphy, uh, given the fact that I think the Americans have dominated that event uh, for quite a number of years at Olympic level, haven't mm. they? Is he not the first sort of American to to not win a gold medal in the last I don't know, four, four, yeah, five, true. I don't know how many it was. Yeah, I think they've won, you know, through through the 90s and they had Kreiselberg, Pearsall, Grievers, Murphy, you know, locked in Cleary over 200 mm. metres as well. So they generally dominate those those backstroke podiums and normally put two on there as well. So, um, you know, it's nothing to, to go against Ryan Murphy or it's not his fault or anything. You know, he went 52-0 or 52-1 in, in the Olympic final. It's, it's very, 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 very good. Um, but he's up against some serious competition from these Russian backstrokers. Absolutely, mate. We moved to the women's 100 breaststroke and you're talking about an upset. Now, you and I, we yesterday <laughs> were talking about Maker you know, maybe challenging Lily King and, and, you know, mm. it's going to be close, but, you know, we thought if that was a, if there was a challenge, it was coming there. Jacoby, the 17 year old, the young girl from Alaska, uh, sneaking up on both of them with a one Oh four nine to get gold. Uh, Sean maker with a second, uh, with a silver medal, sorry. And Lily King there with the third. How did you see that one? What, yeah. a, what an upset. Huge upset, huge upset. Um, you know, everybody was just looking at King versus Schoenmaker. Um, that's where all the talk was. They they went head to head in the semifinal last night, and Jacoby was won the other semifinal. So, um, you know, I, I, at the 50 meter mark, when when Jacoby was was right there, um, she's got the best sort of last 25 meters in that race. So she was she was going to be tough to beat from that point of view. Um, when the race unfolded, but I'm surprised sort of King and Schoenmaker didn't try and take it out faster and, and harder and, you know, risk it a little bit more. But King, I thought, got a bit of a bad turn. She was quick over the first 25, 30 metres, but then just looked under pressure the whole way. And she she, she looked vulnerable through the heats and the semis and, and that mm. sort of came out in the final. And, you know, she she won't be happy with that one. Um, I'm sure she actually loses the medley relay breaststroke spot as well to to a teenager. Um, but, you know, Shawmaker, that was her, her slowest of the three rounds. Um, um, she's more of a 200 meter breaststroke swimmer but with her there, there seems to be sort of potential where she doesn't get it right in the final so there was no guarantees even though she was in lane four that she was ever going to get the gold medal there and, and it's sort of the one with with no pressure and then the, the teenager and of course the American they, they're so used to racing and producing their best and mm -hmm. you know she, she, I think she was the only one to PB in the final and she comes away with gold. So it doesn't matter what your name is or, or how old you are. Um, you produce your best swim when it matters and you're going to be there at the finish. So, mm. um, you know, we look back and it's, 
it probably goes back to like a long history of teenage girls winning this 100 breaststroke. You go back to Lily King five years ago, Melly Tite, um, you know, uh, Liesl Jones and Amanda Beard. And it's always these young teenagers just pulling something out like, like two months ago, no one had even heard of Lydia Jacobi. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And just to your point on that, that first lap, um, just from an outsider looking in and everyone can comment on it, whether I'm right or wrong, but I thought Lily King looked like she was going a bit hard on that first 50, not fast, not too fast. Obviously we want to get out quick, but she just looked like she was forcing that first 30 meters, probably a little bit more than she'd want to. Maybe that just plays into how she was feeling and she knew if it, she was going to be a chance, she had to go out hard. Yeah, that's probably the, the, the race plan. Um, with some of these guys like King, even Katie Ledecky, Adam P, they, they don't have the best stroke. You know, they don't have the best technique. Obviously, they, they're very, very fast and they train hard and they're strong and they've got a really good, a really good engine and, and really fit. But, you know, you wouldn't say King's the best technical breaststroker in that race. And, you, you, um, you know, you wouldn't say Katie Ledecky looks better than Ariane Titmus. She doesn't look like Ian Thorpe or... Grant Hackett or some of these distance swimmers that we've seen, but you know, they are proven races and they do work hard and, and get it done. But you know, it, it was, it, it was forced, um, you know, it was a little bit panicked and it didn't pay off. She was 30.7 at the 50 and, and I've seen Lily King split 29 points before um, when the pressure has been off. So mm. even somebody like that, that hasn't been beaten in the last five years still finds pressure in, in these moments. So everybody's vulnerable. Absolutely. I think with, that's a great uh, quote, mate, for this Olympics. Everybody's vulnerable. <laughs> it's, it's all happening over there in Tokyo. As we move on to the, the men's 200 metres uh, fly semifinals, obviously Mirlak in semifinal number two just showed his class and showed probably what the finals are going to look like. Mm. What I thought was, a, was an outstanding swim in semifinal number one, uh, Mr. Chad LeClow, who just took it out as he does and, uh, and held on talk about everyone coming over the top of him on the last, that last five meters, but he held on, he got his hand on the wall and went 155, uh, gets himself through to another Olympic final. Uh, mm. What a race it's going to be for those, uh, you know, silver and bronze medals. Mirlak obviously showed his class and showed what to look for in the final. Yeah. Mirlak's definitely going to be too good in this one. Um, you know, he was just cruising 152 and, there was barely anybody else under 155, actually. So there's there's not a lot of depth in this event. Um, Seto missed the final. So Seto's just having, you know, a, a terrible week. But mm. Chad's such a showman and it's it's so funny. It's just funny to watch that. You don't see someone in lane eight lead by two seconds at the 100 metres. Um, so it, it's always going to be a close race and a good race with Chad. Um, but out in lane eight, he almost missed the, the semis, you know. Like, there were so many 155s through the heats and semis. So I think, um, you know, Chad was 155.9 in the heat and was like 16th. And now he went 155.0 in his third for the final. So it's going to be so tight. Um, you know, it, we, we, we use the blanket analogy again. It's going to be a blanket for, for silver and, and bronze. It's, it's going to be that close. I wouldn't be able to pick any over the other, but um, Milak definitely too good. And, and we'll see if he can push that that 150.7 world record um, that he swam, um, you know, two years ago at the world championships, that's just incredibly fast. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll determine sort of what form is in here and then how close or if you can actually push Caleb 
Dresslin, the 100 fly later in the week. We'll talk about sort of you know, pressure, but obviously we, we see swimmers breaking world records, um, you know, throughout the years, but a lot of the time it's, you know, it's head to head and, and one person just gets in front of the, you know, the other, and it's a world record. Here's a guy who, if he goes out, you know, tomorrow and, and breaks a world record, will be doing it well and truly on his own, off his own bat, just with the, you know, the desire to break it. Is that easier, harder? How, how you know, from a swimmer's perspective? Um, I think it's, it's easier. Um, now he can just focus on his own race. As, as long as he's not going to sleep tonight thinking, I've got to break the world record, I've got to break the world record. Like, um, you know, someone like Kaylee McEwen this morning is definitely not thinking about that times or this or that, but putting her best race together mm. when it matters. So if Milak can just focus on that and, and he knows what his race plan is, he's done that time and, and close to that time four or five times in the last couple of years. So he can take the competition part of it out and just focus on his race and, and doing his job. So to me, that, that relieves the pressure. You know, sometimes people think when, when they're heavy favourites, it's like the only thing that can stop him is a false start or, or uh, you know, not touching the wall with two hands. So he, as long as he nails all those things, um, he should be there ready to, to put his best foot forward and, and swim to his potential. Absolutely. He's going to make it exciting to watch. Mate, we finished the finals uh, today with the women's 200 meter IM, uh, the two Americans finished first in their in their respective mm. semifinals with Walsh and Douglas. Uh, Hashi was in there again. Um, you and uh, Hosu just scraped through again. She's she's managing to get herself through and uh, putting herself yeah. in a position to to you know to see what she can do. Pickering was in there as well. Must be said, not an overly fast two semifinals coming into this. So I'm not too sure what Kaylee went at our trials, but I'm pretty sure it was a bit quicker than this. Yeah. Well, you know what the trend that we're sort of seeing now is fast heats. Everyone going max in the heats, especially in these hundred, 200 meter events to make the semis. So incredibly deep and, and quick times to just qualify for the semis. And then not many have been able to back it up the next morning. So those semis in the 200 iron were no quicker than the heats. I think off the top of my head, like, less than a second separate all eight or maybe 1.2 seconds or, or something like that. So Katinka's down in seventh, clearly not in her best form. Wouldn't completely write her off just yet, but you've got Ahashi who's, who's already a gold medalist now. So again, the, the pressure's off. Um, this, she's more a 400 meter IM, so she can just go out there and, and have a bit of fun and see what she can do. But the races are going to be the two American girls, uh, Walsh and Douglas. So you know, as the Americans always are, they're, they're going to they're gonna battle it out in the middle and it'll be about who can who can step up sort of that last 50 metres because it's, it's going to be down the last 25. It's just going to be a battle on the freestyle leg, um, similar to, to the men's 400 IM um, early in the week. So who's got more energy and more momentum coming into the finish um, will determine those podium spots. Absolutely, man. I've just done my research very quickly. Kayla McEwen went 208-1. Uh, in yeah. our trials so yeah she was she was a good second and a half faster than what these girls are doing at the moment um, obviously a, a you know a good decision for her to pull out because we know she went on to win gold but uh, definitely she would have been you know a medal chance and if not a gold medal chance if she was in the frame here as well yeah definitely 2081 and we know Kaylee has already equaled her performances from the trial so that puts her well and truly ahead of the field. But 
she won the 100 backstroke, so it's a good decision. If she didn't win, then questions would be asked because it's like, hey, you pulled out of this one a bit too early because Australia's got no other entrance in this. It's not like you're holding somebody else back from from competing at the Olympics. Yeah. And um, and her time on paper could have could have won, but you know she probably needs a little another year or two to practice this schedule at a world level. Um, I think at, at Guangzhou two years ago, she didn't race any IMs because she's got huge potential in the 400 IM as well. Um, she could be involved in more of Australia's relays in the future too. So, you know, the, the plan, you know, it's, it's the right decision now. She's got a gold medal around her neck. No one's second guessing you. Um, but the plan is for, for them to secure those two individual goals in the backstroke, see what Australia can do in both of those medley relays. And, and in the future, um, Kaylee can definitely um, dominate these IM events at a world level. Uh, mate, I think you're absolutely right. And to your point, I, I think, was she, did she not swim the 100 backstroke in uh, in Guangzhou? She did. I think she was fifth-ish, but Kaylee was 17 back then. So, yeah. like, obviously, she's improved a hell of a lot. She was second in the 200 backstroke, but, um, you know, 17 to 19, she's, she's cut all her PBs down uh, by a big way. Absolutely. All right. As we do, we wrap up with just going through some predictions for tomorrow's final. Either Uh-oh. makes either mate. Well, mate, I think you're starting to come through. I think you're starting to really pull it together now. And especially since we're starting to get a good vibe on on who's swimming well and and who's not performing. So we'll we'll work backwards from where we just were. So the women's 200 IM final. Who do you see winning this one? Oh, putting me on the spot. Um, it's it's really tight. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a podium of the two American girls and and Ahashi. Um, I don't know what order or what that'll sort of look like, but I'll take um, Alex Walsh to win. Man, I like it. I'm with you. I think Ahashi will surprise people. As you said, the monkey's off her back. We saw what she could do given a finals spot and how she lived. So I think Ahashi will get another gold medal there for Tokyo. What about uh, for Japan? Sorry. What about the men's 200 semi in the fly? Uh, 200 fly. Um, Milak, you know, Milak untouchable, I, I think. Huge margin. Doesn't quite get the world record. He might be a little bit off. Um, and again, tight tight for the medals. But Kenderesi and, and Leclerc are the two proven sort of performers there. Um, the two older guys. And, you know, you know they're probably going to produce their best in that moment. So I'm going to take them over everybody else. So Milak... Kenderesti and Leclerc. One, two for Hungary, that'll be. First and second. Absolutely. What I love about Chad in tomorrow's final is you know he's gonna he's gonna go out hard and he's just gonna he's gonna say to me, like, let's go, son, and I'm gonna hold on for as long as I can. And it's gonna make yeah. for at least 150 meters. It's a very exciting race. Yeah, that's it. We we spoke about it in the preview, but Chad's gonna swim this trying to win you know and if he gets the medal then then great but i, I guarantee you he's he's going to stand there next to Milak, thinking that he's about to take down the, the king so you know you, you back that sort of competitor um from chad and and you love that that confidence or even even arrogance but that's why he can produce those performances out of lane eight like he did in the semi and you can never write this guy off so we'll see how good is he just looking over at his competition every two seconds, seeing where like all the things you shouldn't do, he does, but he still manages to do it at such a, a phenomenal level. Well, I love we, it. I'll tell you a story. When uh, in 2017, when when Andrea Danino and I were, were coaching him, we obviously the first thing everyone tells you is you got to get him to stop looking. Um, 
And, you know, that's just not even a conversation with, with Chad and his dad. They're, they're like, we've got, to, we've got to look. So we actually gave him um, one look on the third 50 and two on the fourth 50. He wasn't ad- allowed to look any more than that. Um, so that worked in, in Budapest in, in 2017 when he won world. But I think when he was hurting in that last 25, he looked like five times in a row. Like <laughs> yeah. that's when you should not look because he's struggling to get his arms out of the water. He yeah. should be looking when he's, when he's a little bit fresher, but um, you know, Chad will do Chad and, and he knows what he's doing. So good luck to him. I love it. When he was on the podcast, to his defense, he actually he said not to copy him. He did tell all the swimmers that were listening, don't do what I'm doing. It's just, it's what works for yeah. him, mate. One uh, race that's no doubt going to capture everybody's attention again tomorrow will be the women's 200 meter freestyle. How do we see this one going? Yeah, it's going to be that sort of um, that battle again between Titmus and Ledecky. This time, Titmus a lot more favoured to win in the shorter distance. Um, you know, was good in that semi-final there. So, you know, assuming that emotionally she can handle the next 24 hours, then um, she she should be too good. But it's it's going to be a race. It's it's like what we've talked about in the um in the in the last couple of days. Like Ledecky's not going to lay down and just let her win from start to finish. So we know Ledecky's only got one way to swim, and it's go out max and and try and grind it out and see if she can um, if people fall away by the last sort of 50. But there should be some early speed from Jorge um, from Hong Kong, some early speed from Alexiak as well. So, you know, Ariane won't have it all her own way, but she should have too much competitiveness and class and, and finishing speed and confidence now to, um, to get a second gold medal. So I, I think Titmus, Ledecky and, and Jorge on the podium. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I, I hope so from an Australian point of view, also um, important to note, I think, Ledecky's fifteen hundred is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's she's out of fifteen hundred meter heat, which I think she swam, you know, the seventh or eighth fastest time ever. Um, on top of on top of the program that her and Titmus have done already, mm. and that come that final comes after the two hundred. So, um, you know, she won't be touched in in that one. Um, so she shouldn't be thinking about it. I think Ledecky will have eyes on this two hundred and. You know, again, we talk about these champions and their sort of competitive mindset. Like, she's going in thinking that she's going to win the race. You know, her and her coach have a race plan to try and throw this this uh, race away from from fitness and do something special and, and win. Um, so that's what they're going to try and do. Like Chad, like some other people, it, it, there's a probably a low chance that it comes off. But you respect them for for bringing for putting up the gloves and mm-hmm. giving their best fight when it matters. So. Um, you know, can she do something special? We'll, we'll see. But Ariane with, with Dean in her corner, um, I don't think he'll celebrate as much as he, as he is in your background. But between the two of them, sort of yin and yang, they should have enough composure and control to, to again, secure this one for Australia. Absolutely. And for all the, the parents watching tomorrow, for all the swimmers watching tomorrow, pay close attention to the different race strategies that are going to go on in this 200 it's going to be a tale of of different uh race plans and as you said some are going to go out hard ariane we know probably isn't going to go with them and probably to that first 100 she's not going to look like she's going to win famously today in my lounge room my wife said oh ariane's not going to win this heat uh this semi and i said did you just write ariane off of winning this heat, <laughs> this semi and then we know how fast she finished and and got a hand on the wall so we know you know race wise she's going to 
probably uh, leave it to that last 50 metres to be charging over the top. So I think it'll be fun to watch the different race plans and strategies going into tomorrow's final. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if, if Ariane's leading at 150, it's, it's game over. But, I, you know, like we saw in the semi, Jorge might have a body length on her or more. Um, that's the way to throw off for a game and put her under pressure to, to try and execute a tough race plan um, to come home on that last 50. So if this is a race one in 154 low, then, then there's all three of those girls can win it. But if Ariane can go 153, then, um, then she, I think she wins pretty comfortably. But if, if she's a little bit off, if she's a bit tired or, or something doesn't go quite her way and it's, and it's 154 low, then there's going to be 0.1, 0.2 on, on the touch. So um, we'll see. But, you know, now Ariane's proved herself to, to do her best in these Olympic finals. So you can't tip against her right now. Absolutely not. I certainly am not, mate. Uh, thank you very much for joining me again. Um, make sure everyone gets around the TVs. Obviously, the heats again tonight at 8 p.m. The finals will be tomorrow at 11.30. I'm pretty sure they'll kick off with this women's 200-meter freestyle or it'll be one of the first events, so don't miss it. Uh, Ariane taking on the great Katie Ledecky again. Uh, hopefully, this uh, this image you see behind me, maybe we can put up a new one tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see how we go. We'll see what Dean's got for us tomorrow. Mate, thank you yeah. uh, once again for joining me and uh, just adding a bit of class and expertise to this show. As always, as you know, I'm just the average punter sitting on the on the lounge. You're the man with all the stats. That's why I bring you in. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Robbie. I've, I've loved doing this and got a lot of good feedback about it as well. So I um, look forward to seeing this go online. Thank you very much, mate. I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. See ya.